listening and thank you. Okay. Honorable uh, Gade, Fundile Gade is the MEC for Education. Honorable Gade. Honorable Fundile Gade, can you please show your face, Honorable Member? Okay. While she is delaying, I don't want to delay the meeting, Honorable Chair. Can I ask Honorable uh, Peter said to show your face, uh, MEC for Human Settlement? Good evening, Honorable Members. Yes, thanks. Uh, then the, the administrative delegation, the Minister is having her hand up. Oh, I thought the Minister is raising her hand. Oh, okay. The, the administrative delegation, Honorable Chair, um, is led uh, by the DG of the province, Mr. Mbule Losokoni. Uh, I would like him to show, I'll only show him for the interest of time and mention the, and just mention the other members of the delegation. There is the DG Mbule Losokoni, Honorable Chair. Yeah. Then the other part, members of the delegation is that are HODs and HOD of one department, which is COCTA, and two DDGs from the office of the OTP director and the chief of staff from the office uh, of the MEC, of, of, the, of the premier. That's the, uh, the delegation, honorable chair. I wish to take this uh, opportunity to thank uh, the portfolio committee uh, for giving us uh, this opportunity and invite us to come uh, into, into the committee. It is uh, an important, uh, you know, opportunity for our province uh, to present our strategy in, in as far as uh, COVID-19 strategy in the province. And uh, we're looking forward uh, to the engagements by the committee and the guidance that we'll be receiving from the members uh, of this uh, we have prepared an a, a 88-page uh, slide, Honorable Chair, which is a consolidated report of the work that is being done in the province that covers all the sector departments as per the requirement of the Portfolio Committee. With your permission, Honorable Chair, I wanted to request that uh, I then hand over to the DG uh, to do the presentation. MEC DG Sogoni, over to you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Good evening to Honorable Members of the uh, Portfolio Committee. I also wish to greet uh, the Honorable Minister, Deputy Minister, Honorable MECs, uh, my colleagues, uh, heads of departments, and other leadership in the meeting. Honorable Chair and Members, I will attempt to move a bit quicker in terms of these slides and therefore I will not uh, uh, speak to all of them. I will take uh, some of them to have been browsed at least by honorable members. The report, honorable chair, covers the period when we started with the campaign up until yesterday. We tried to load the information up until um, the 14th of July, and where we were lucky, also updating up to the 15th of July. But there are a few slides where we have covered uh, today as well. 
uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to indicate those slides, uh, Honourable Chair. The uh, presentation will cover those items. I will not go through them. The executive summary that you pointed out to us, uh, Honourable Chair, makes reference to the fact that the provincial strategy in the Eastern Cape to fight COVID-19 is mirrored on, on the um, national strategy, which is based on the um, national COVID-19 risk-adjusted approach. The other point we are making is that we as the province have set up functional institutional arrangements which we are indicating there they are quite uh, inclusive and all embracing in terms of uh, stakeholders up to the level of civil society and maybe that's the unique part with our arrangements in the eastern cape when we look at what's happening in other provinces uh, at least those that we know is that you are able to rope into our extended structures of the Provincial Command Council, uh, structures of civil society. The other point, uh, Honorable Chair, is in relation to our improvement, uh, uh, improvement in, our, in the recovery rate in the province, which sits at uh, 69%. We also think we're doing very well on contact tracing at, 90, at 95%. We have improved a lot compared to when we started on availability of PPE because as at now, at least we are able to make sure that uh, a one week at the minimum uh, surplus in terms of availability is available in our institutions. We uh, thought that we would run the campaign with a, a, a budget uh, of 2.2 billion, I'm sort of 4.1 billion, but for now we we only have uh, resources to cover work up to the extent of 2.2 billion. Um, of the targeted uh, 7,642 health workers that we hope to recruit into the system to help us fight the the COVID-19, uh, we only have been able to succeed insofar as uh, 3,459 uh, so far. In terms of the next uh, slide, uh, uh, Honorable Chair, we have developed a model which is community-based that goes as far as the what level. Uh, we call it uh, integrated service delivery model, uh, nicknamed mass partisan um, uh, model in our in our province. The, the significant progress uh, that we have achieved as well insofar as access to water, uh, both for informal settlements as well as to schools. We have some partnerships that we have uh, 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 developed uh, on our picture. And lastly, uh, I think we've made a lot yeah. of uh, strides insofar as communication and the enforcement of regulations are concerned. I would want then to move to the area where we are giving an update on the status in the slide number six. In terms of what you have projected, the Honorable Chair, you have it as a, at the um, uh, 14th of July in terms of the slide, slide that is on the picture. But on my slide, I've just updated uh, 
For example, the active cases as at the 14th of July were 15,000. Um, um, uh, 853. The um, the COVID uh, cases as a whole were 53,959, and so on and so on. Um, but the point that we are wanting to make, uh, Honourable Chair, as at the 15th of, of uh, July, which means yesterday, that recovery rate of 69.3%. It has now moved to 71.1%, linking to the point that we were making in the summary that we are doing well in terms of the recovery rate. I would want to move, Chair, with your permission, to slide number nine. On slide number nine, we're just showing the point that we were making, Honorable Chair, about the healthcare workers uh, insofar as being affected by this pandemic. Uh, where 2,285 uh, have become positive, uh, and as you indicated, Honourable Chair, unfortunately, uh, 2028 uh, of them um, passed on. The rate of infections uh, is is really increasing uh, um, in the province, uh, and we are worried because uh, with um, the the shortage of skill already in the in provinces like the Eastern Cape is going to really be a mountain to climb. May I then move, uh, uh, Honorable Chair, to slide number 11. On this slide, we are starting to uh, summarize the strategy that the province, that I referred to, that the province is pursuing. In summary, it's a strategy that's about containing the virus. It's a strategy that's about protecting the vulnerable and the poor. It's a strategy that's about uh, developing sustainable solutions in terms of health services, in terms of our facilities and infrastructure. It's a strategy that's about uh, saving the provincial economy and uh, securing uh, the future of our people in the province. On slide number 12, uh, Honorable Chair, we really there are putting together how we have organized ourselves uh, in relation to the various pillars of our strategy. I won't go through uh, slide number 13 as well because it's merely taking the same information down to the what level, as I indicated earlier on, in terms of our, our, our institutional arrangement. In terms of slide number 14, uh, we're indicating the, um, the fact that we, we, we um, uh, got to to organize ourselves, uh, I think, uh, in the manner as projected in those slides. It's just the notes to those slides, Honorable Chair. I'm not going to waste your time. And slide number 15 is merely uh, talking to that uh, uh, model uh, that I referred to when I was talking about Masipatisane, uh, linking it to the, disaster, to the district uh, development model. And the emphasis there really being uh, the multi-sectoral approach, being the fact that uh, national government has deployed uh, champions to the province, provincial government has deployed champions uh, to the local government level, uh, and the fact that uh, uh, that leadership includes ministers and deputy ministers. The next slide I want to talk to uh, Honourable Chair is slide number 17, and that's a slide that uh, 
at a high level just indicates or at a glance indicates uh, what progress have we made uh, in critical areas uh, in relation to uh, contact tracing. I've made reference to that in relation to uh, uh, testing uh, capability of the province um, in relation to the recovery rate. I've made that. But the point I'm also wanting to make is that what we see is a firm foundation being laid in the work that we are doing towards the, the national health insurance, where, for example, we now see compared to 2019-20, where only 66 clinics uh, of, the, of the 768 looked like they were ready for NHI, but now we see up to uh, 370, they look more ready uh, for NHI. We, uh, in relation to human resources, I mentioned that in relation to PPE, uh, at the beginning, Honorable uh, Chair, we were more vulnerable in that area uh, because, we, as you could see, the protests and so on, but that area has significantly improved, as I indicated. Again, in the area of correctional services, that's, that, that was one of our, our vulnerable points when the campaign started because more infections came in through correctional services, but uh, as of now, that has significantly improved. The next slide, uh, number 19, is uh, in relation to the investments that the province uh, um, has, has made and continues to make in the area of infrastructure uh, for quarantine uh, um, purposes, as well as uh, for uh, towards the hospital facilities as well as what we intend to do by way of uh, the field hospitals. Um, uh, uh, I'm not going to get into that uh, detail, Chair. The, the next slide, which is number um, 20, there we are just indicating how much progress then has been made in terms of uh, working towards those isolation uh, uh, facilities. Just how to read this is that uh, as at the uh, beginning there, um, we uh, said that 480 uh, were completed as, I'm sorry, as of to date. Uh, we're remaining uh, uh, as at the end of July with that uh, number which is there, which is um, uh, the 228 that had been completed. But as you're moving to August, we intend uh, to complete that number. Uh, uh, of 684 and so on and so on. Uh, the next slide, which is uh, slide number 21, we're indicating there um, in terms of the beds that, because initially our program, uh, Honorable Chair, was stretching as far as up to October, but we have pulled that program back to align with what is anticipated to be the peak period for for COVID-19 in the province and as well as nationally. And therefore, these are the beds now that we hope uh, to have uh, completed uh, or secured as at the end uh, of August this year. The next slide uh, relates to the work that uh, in the security uh, space uh, we have done. Again, I'm not going to get into detail, uh, Honorable Chair, um, these are the cases that we are summarizing there that were uh, prevalent uh, during this period, as we're indicating from the 1st of June. We're mentioning in particular the 1st of June in relation to uh, the various levels of the lockdown period. 
because that's when you begin to have uh, some of these uh, incidents uh, of crime. We're making in the pop-up there the point that says during levels five and four, um, uh, that's the information uh, that that uh, we are comparing with. The next slide, uh, uh, again, uh, Honorable Chair, I'm not going to get into detail, is the same kind of information that's broken down in terms of in terms of the detail. Um, I'm not going to waste your further time on that. The next uh, slide is on human settling, integrated human settlements. We're just making the point there that uh, we've re re ring fenced uh, 270 million, um, 70 million for the upgrading of uh, 115 informal settlements uh, for this financial year, and we're making uh, reporting progress. Um, oh, I'm sorry, we're indicating that uh, those 115, they include 16 uh, uh, informal settlements that are earmarked for uh, detensification, uh, as well as uh, in the two metros. Um, the next slide is where you are then uh, indicating the uh, delivery of water. Um, um, again, I'm not going to get into, into, into that detail except that we're making a point on the left-hand side that uh, uh, 5,284 tanks have been allocated and uh, 5,050 have already been installed um, and, and the, uh, the remaining 284 are still, are, still under, are still under installation. And we're also making a point that 744 of those are actually in informal areas. The next slide, uh, Honourable Chair, is in relation to water delivered to schools. Uh, we're just making the point um, that we targeted 756 schools, um, and now um, 80, 80, I'm sorry, 97%, which constitutes um, 734, have actually been been supported. The next slide is um, which is 30. Uh, is uh, just indicating uh, the level of schools that for phase one, which was the return of grade seven and 12, there is one school in the province that really couldn't open owing to infrastructure issues. Uh, but procurement of, of uh, those classrooms is underway. Um, but those learners, I must emphasize, Honorable Chair, they, they continue to receive lessons via, excuse me, the virtual, the virtual platforms. But uh, uh, we're indicating there what then we have observed since then, that uh, 1,346 educators uh, got uh, effected, infected. They, we have recorded 40, 48 uh, deaths. Uh, and that in the non-teaching space, 109, 199 teaching staff infected, 10 deaths, uh, and so on. I will not read the entire, the entire, um, uh, the entire uh, 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 diagram. Then the the next one, uh, Honourable Chair, we're just making a point of the experiences there that we have uh, uh, acquired or we have um, we have come up that have come up in relation to the the high enrollment schools. As honourable members would have uh, noticed, uh, schools like St John's College, like Macaula Senior Secondary Schools, we have picked up that set of lessons 
in terms of why those goals were affected in the manner in which they did. And those lessons are helping us in planning for the next phase of the return of learners. Um, the next slide, which uh, talks to uh, phase two, uh, which is grades uh, three, six, and 11. Um, as at the 10th of July, we were at 93% in terms of delivery of uh, PPE. I've not checked on our chair as of, for example, yesterday, but I'm pretty certain that that number uh, has improved a lot. Uh, in terms of um, the, the water availability, um, again, those numbers, I think we did share in terms of the, the sanitation, uh, we have uh, been able to deliver uh, to um, 488 of the 508 schools. In terms of the next slide, that's just the timetable. That's just the, the plan of how to phase in the other grades uh, as they are indicated there in terms of those dates. But of course, as we know, Honorable Chair, there is still a lot of this discussion that's taking place. But from the planning point of view, that is what that is what we have planned. The next slide, which is slide 34, we're just indicating that at the level of employees with the comorbidities, that that's the picture that we are having in the area of education, because in an attempt to manage that area, we have uh, asked uh, those who then have um, those underlying conditions to submit applications indicating how much has, has been received by way of those applications and how much has been processed, uh, approved, uh, uh, not approved, and so on and so on. But all of this in terms of the pop-up, we are just indicating that we look at it to be like it will require 3,591 uh, substitute uh, or assistant educators so as to help in situations where those educators would not be uh, in the classroom. Although, again, I want to emphasize, uh, Honorable Chair, they will continue to render uh, lessons, but it's just that that would be virtually done. Uh, hence, you need assistant educators to be able to do other things like collecting uh, assignment books, uh, test books, and so on and so on physically. Uh, at the level of the classrooms. The next one is uh, where we're dealing with psychosocial services. I'll just want in the, the, the slide uh, 36, that is that uh, as it obtains in the area of uh, education, uh, that's how we've organized our, our psychosocial support plan in education. The slide 37 um, are the practical uh, steps. For example, we have an app that uh, uh, is there, that has been developed, uh, that's extended to uh, learners uh, by, and as well as uh, parents by way of supporting them. Um, and, and we have given out that uh, toll-free number that they can use. And then the slide goes uh, into that detail. Um, but as the province, we have also realized that we need a much more integrated uh, approach in terms of, in terms of psycho psychosocial support. In terms of 38, that's just the detail, Honorable Chair, in terms of um, um, uh, the work that we are doing uh, in, that, in that space, uh, in particular led by the Department of Social Development. Um, in, uh, on slide number, number um, 39, we then indicating, uh, uh, for example, number of people cancelled 
and so on and so on, all of the data that we have in that space. I'll move to slide number 40, Honorable Chair, that talks about our what-based response plan, which, with due respect, I will, I will ask Honorable Members maybe to go through it. Um, but in essence, as I was indicating, it just indicates how are we wanting to execute the campaign at a what level uh, uh, using our social and community uh, mobilization pillar. Uh, we're just detailing there what are we seeking to achieve, uh, what is the state. I will move straight to uh, slide number um, uh, 46. On slide number 46, again, we're indicating there, Honorable Chair, um, what are the uh, focus areas of our what-based uh, rapid response uh, teams, what are they doing in terms of education, in terms of awareness, uh, information, uh, and then and so on and so on. Uh, I won't again go into detail there. The slide that uh, is 20 is 47. I'm sorry, Honorable Chair. We're saying that having profiled the province, we have been able to pick up from the data that we have what are the uh, which ones are the top 100 wards in the province, and those that are listed there per municipality are the most infected wards in our province. Because remember, our strategy now is that of a targeted uh, strategy rather than when we started in a mass uh, uh, um, testing approach, for example. That's why we need them to be more focused. And we have zoomed that into the specific areas uh, of uh, how many we have screened in, this, uh, in, in each municipality uh, and, and, and so on and so on. That's the detail, but giving the same information as in the previous slide. I would want to move uh, Honorable Chair to slide number 50, which is about the economic recovery. Uh, if you recall, in our strategy, we said we also are focusing on, on um, uh, the future, on, on building the future. In terms of that, um, at a, a macro level, those are the objectives that we seek to, to, to realize in terms of our plans, economic growth, employment, uh, and so on and so on. I would like to move to the next slide. In the next slide, we're indicating there what are the instruments that we uh, are using to intervene uh, in, the, in the various uh, areas uh, or sectors of the economy. Uh, the province has targeted those instruments in the main uh, that are listed there. The next slide is in relation to if you were to go to our uh, annual performance plans across uh, departments, across municipalities in the province, what are the key projects that you are likely to see that are contributing to economic recovery? In those slides, uh, Honorable Chair, we're just mentioning what those projects are. Uh, as I say, some would be at level of municipalities, some would be at the level of uh, at the level of uh, uh, of provincial government. In fact, I must mention even state-owned um, uh, 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 companies in the province they are contributing to this. Even departments of national government in the province they are contributing to this. Slide number fifty-five uh, that is giving um, uh, a report and update on the jobs fund where we're indicating, Honorable Chair, uh, three businesses, for example, 
uh, have benefited uh, uh, from that uh, and the total job impact uh, of that is 581. In other words, we would have lost those jobs had we not, uh, through the jobs fund, paid out that uh, 5 million rand. Um, and then the slide continues. Uh, that's just the information that we are giving in terms of the interventions by the job fund saving those kind of jobs. The next slide, uh, uh, all of these slides, uh, Honorable Chair, they are merely indicating the work that uh, uh, has been done in the various sectors of the economy uh, in terms of um, uh, the current uh, level three. Uh, what are the things that we uh, uh, ought to see? And we are taking there whether some of uh, the, the compliance issues in terms of the work that we have been doing, you know, have been have been achieved. Um, and those are the slides. I'm not going to go through each one of them. That is the meaning behind all of those slides. In terms of 57, we're merely sharing there the um, the agriculture and agro-processing plan of the province, which in the main is anchored uh, on, on uh, revitalizing uh, uh, the agriculture infrastructure in the province and making sure that what used to be the food basket uh, of the country in terms of this area, uh, we can still go back to those uh, to those glory days. Uh, I'm not going to go to 58, 59, um, I think is almost giving uh, the same detail um, of the message that I've already put across. I'm going to go to slide, uh, Honorable Chair, 60, one, in terms of the ocean's economy, as we know, uh, those are the areas of focus, but even with the ocean's economy, uh, those are the, uh, um, that's the work that we have picked up through uh, com uh, observing compliance uh, and so on and so on in the sector. In terms of tourism, um, it's the same thing. Uh, the environment is the same thing. In terms of the labor sector, we're indicating the Honourable Chair that uh, uh, 27 billion rand uh, has been paid uh, out towards uh, UIF applications uh, of that uh, national disbursement. Um, uh, 1.5 billion has actually been dispersed towards the Eastern Cape and thus supporting uh, uh, 336 uh, uh, jobs that otherwise would have been lost. Um, that uh, honorable chair is just the again summary uh, in terms of the two main economic hubs uh, of the province uh, how many people have been displaced uh, 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 dismissed um, and, uh, and uh, which ones uh, on the right uh, in terms of the operational requirements i think it's summarizing everything else above that uh, we made reference to um, on slide, if I may skip all of these slides, because they are con conveying the, the same message. On slide 71, in relation to the uh, small uh, businesses and informal sector, which are summarizing the honorable chair and members, what has been the investment by the Department of Small Businesses in terms of supporting uh, uh, um, small business development, I'm sorry, in terms of supporting uh, small businesses uh, in the province, uh, including the informal sector, where we're indicating, for example, that um, um, 
the the number of SMMEs are that 151, uh, the ones that have been approved, uh, an amount that has been approved is that 55 million and so on and so on up to the, the end of that slide, uh, Honorable Chair. In terms of transport, um, uh, uh, we're indicating that scholar transport uh, got to resume at the time when uh, the phase one of grade seven and, and, and 12 were going back to school uh, and, and, and that benefited uh, 1,395 operators. Um, we're also indicating that the, the financial relief um, uh, of about um, to about 1,000 uh, 12,000 uh, mini buses and, and 176 uh, uh, mini uh, uh, meter taxes across the province. We're also indicating that the province uh, has spent 3.6 million uh, that's benefiting uh, uh, um, uh, SMMEs uh, in the province in terms of the various procurement processes. Uh, as at the time we compiled the, the report, um, the East London Airport and the Mtata Airport had not been permitted to operate. Um, I understand that the Honourable Minister was making announcements this afternoon. It may be that that picture has changed um, because we were expecting East London Airport to also be uh, uh, ready to, uh, uh, to open. The one that we knew uh, was Mtata Airport, that it was going to uh, be delayed a little bit. But Port Elizabeth Airport has already started operating. Uh, further down in terms of the transport uh, sector, which is indicating some of the projects, Honorable Chair, that the province is undertaking um, um, in relation to making sure that uh, the infrastructure work continues to happen, that the livelihoods of our people continue to be supported. Uh, those are the projects that the province uh, continues, continues to implement. I'm on slide number 75 in terms of partner in terms of partnerships, um, again, that's the list of partners, Honorable Chair, that we have been able to mobilize in the province. They range from uh, the medical support of the South African National Defense Force, the Cuban uh, uh, um, professionals, uh, PPE, field hospitals, uh, and so on and so on. All of those in the areas that are indicated there, uh, ventilators, uh, beds, uh, and, and, and so on. We really are very grateful for, for, for this support because you would recall that we mentioned that uh, we have a budget shortfall when we started. This support is coming in handy in terms of, in terms of uh, meeting us halfway in that regard. The elements of, uh, of business continuity in terms of employees uh, going back to work, um, in the various uh, uh, government departments, which are indicating Honorable Chair, that the, the, the issues of ICT have come in strongly uh, in that regard um, uh, to test uh, the state of our readiness to, for employees to operate uh, remotely. Um, and then uh, uh, we have undertaken all of those uh, plans as well as the progress that we have made against those plans and the work that we still need uh, to do in that regard. I will not go through each one of the slides, uh, Honorable Chair, but excuse me, in essence, we're indicating there that um, uh, business continuity is, 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 a big, is a big issue. On slide number uh, 87, 
I'm sorry, 83, who are summarizing there um, what has been the impact uh, of COVID-19 in terms of government employees across all departments uh, in the Israel Cape. And I must indicate, uh, Honorable Chair, that this data uh, excludes municipalities, is, is, uh, is, provincial, is provincial departments. Uh, you, could, you can see from that table that uh, the Department of Health is uh, highly uh, affected, uh, and, and that's followed by the Department of Education. Those numbers include health institutions, they include schools, and, and then other departments uh, are following. And when you lose 78 of your uh, um, frontline employees, it's, 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 really, it's really difficult. Uh, you still have 3,534 that got infected. Of course, some of those have recovered, but we're just making the point that they got infected. And the impact of this, Honorable Chair and members, is that there are those times then, like now, we're working on preparing uh, for, for submission of annual financial statements. It's a struggle because sometimes those that are critical in those roles, they get not to be available at those critical times. The, um, the challenges then are the indicated there. In conclusion, Honorable Chair, we're making the point that uh, uh, the, the hotspot areas in the Eastern Cape are Nelson Mandela, Buffalo City, Krisani, and Oaktambo. But as we are seeing uh, the, the infections surging, you'll find that uh, if, 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 if we don't act and do certain things quicker, um, it may be that the entire province then get, gets to be engulfed uh, and then the whole province is really a hotspot. Uh, but for now, we're still able to distinguish those four. The next point we are making there is the issue around uh, uh, communication and enforcing and adherence to regulations that I made earlier on. At the beginning, uh, Honorable Chair and members, we had a big issue about interprovincial movement. Um, and we had, we, we had to have uh, a lot of discussions with uh, the Western Cape in particular, and uh, the minister was also involved uh, with other ministers in helping us uh, facilitate understanding in terms of what protocols should obtain and apply between the two provinces, because that's where most of our problem originated from right at the beginning. But as of now, Honorable Chair, uh, that space is, uh, is better managed now compared to then. The same thing with the SASA payments, uh, uh, payments of social grants. At the beginning, we struggled a bit but we have been able then to, uh, to rise to the occasion and take charge, supported by the South African Police Service, as well as uh, leadership at local government level, uh, ward councillors and other councillors, making sure that they marshal queues uh, when those social grants are being paid. And therefore, even there, we have improved a lot. Uh, I've spoken to the ward uh, 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 response. The... the, the um, the, we, the province is in the process uh, of uh, acquiring additional uh, resources insofar as uh, healthcare workers, insofar as psychologists, counselors, social workers, educators, uh, pets, as well as, uh, as ventilators. Those are the key resources that uh, we need to augment in the province if we must succeed uh, in, terms of, in terms of this campaign. Honorable Chair, my apologies if I, take, uh, if I, I took long. 
that is the report of the Southern Cape. Thank you very much, Honorable MEC, for affording me the opportunity. Hey, Honorable Chair? Yes, I'm here. Thank oh, so okay. Then you, 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 you don't want to round up, you're fine. You're sorted. Yeah, can, I'll, I'll just, I'll like to make just three points, Honorable Chair. That, that yes, represented. Removing. While you do that, can you, can you ask the team to remove the presentation from the screen? Thank you. Okay. Yes, that's that. you can proceed. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the, the presentation of the province, Honorable Chair. Uh, just to uh, make this point that uh, as a province, we welcome uh, the, 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 the new regulations that sought to strengthen uh, restrictions on level three. I uh, recall, honorable members, that our premier was the first one to call for the ban or suspension of alcohol because uh, the evidence that is that was also seen in the province how many car accidents, how people were injured, and therefore, you know, uh, taking a lot of spaces in hospital, and therefore that decision is uh, is, is fully welcomed uh, in, in as far as our province is concerned. The other point, which is quite critical, in, that informs our work that informs our decision-making process is the fact that we have got a data center uh, that analyzes this information working with CSIR, uh, analyze the information, which then informs us where the concentration of uh, the infections is in terms of the words, the hundred words that we have determined, so that we use this targeted approach of, uh, you, know, uh, you know, test and tracing, uh, you know, as an approach. 